Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. In association with Viatel Technology Group, IT leaders breathe easy with Viatel Managed Cybersecurity. Viatel.com. This is News Talk. Yeah, you're very welcome along to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, we'll take a closer look at the views, questions and appetite of Ireland when it comes to electric vehicles. The book club will be in to review John Ronson's So You've Been Publicly Shamed. And I'll dip into the mailbag to answer your tech questions. As always, if you want to get in touch, you can email me techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. But... First, last Saturday, more than 12,000 people gathered at the RDS in Dublin for the Nevo Electronic Vehicle Show. There were cars on display, experts on hand, and the ringmaster of it all was Derek Riley of Nevo.ie, who's with me now. Uh, Derek, firstly, congratulations on the success of the day. For those who missed it, just remind us what exactly it entailed. Yeah, last weekend we had Nevo Electric Vehicle Show in partnership with Bank of Ireland in the RDS. And you, you kind of stand back and look at the regular media, talk shows, social media, all the rest of it. You'd think EVs were on the way out. You'd think they were the worst thing invented. But last Saturday it really proved a point with regards to the Irish public wants to find out more. And when you have hundreds of people outside the door queuing to get in before we open, um, we were like, OK, this is going to be a real jam-packed day and we weren't disappointed. Yeah, we should note that all other media, except for this show where you are on every single month telling us about how great EVs are. Um, I saw some of the coverage on, on social media and one thing that really struck me was the broad demographic of people who were in those queues around the block to get into the RDS. Just tell me a little bit about the who and the what and the why of those who went along. It was everybody. It was young, old and everything in between, families. So we did some exit surveys and surveys post-event. So we on the, so we sold out uh, 20,000 registrations on the day then because it was a free registration. Those who showed up, we had about 12,600 people show up to the RDS on the Saturday. Of that then we had, within that we had a debt, we broke down... 35 to 64, nearly 70% of our attendees were in that age bracket. So kind of a working age. Um, but there was retirees, there was young families, there was kids loving it. Uh, that would have been my dream day out if I was a kid, uh, a car show, but specifically an electric car show, Jess. Uh, and it was it, it really, it was great to see because some people thought it was a certain type of demographic of person, um, salary, et cetera, et cetera, that goes to these types of shows or that are interested in electric vehicles. And I think what the show showed was everybody wants to find out more uh, and it was a real education piece um they mightn't have known that there were so many cars available they mightn't have known the actual range they mightn't have known exactly what happens if a battery fails so there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation out there apart from this podcast and this show obviously but joking aside people just want more information and when you can go into an, a venue and see a wide variety of electric vehicles and then on the stage all day, all of the different talks, whether you're thinking about buying new or used, um, we, we kind of covered it all and ticked a lot of boxes. And the feedback, as I say, has been phenomenal from both attendees and exhibitors. Mm. I'd love to know what were the, the kind of questions that were being asked of the different exhibitors? Because, again, 
following yourselves on social media, I saw an awful lot of the big brands there and I saw an awful lot of people milling around and asking questions. Was it to do with the old school range anxiety? Was it to do with, you know, the 4.5 kids and a dog? What's the best model? Was there key trends that came out of the interaction that was there between the punters and the brands? It was very much all of what you've just said, Jess. So I'll start off with it was is there availability? Because when we started mm-hmm. recording this just a couple of years ago, we had we were in the pandemic. Uh, it was hard to get electric vehicles. So a lot of people went, you know what? I'm not even going to bother. I'm not going to have to wait eight, 12 months for a car. So it was, do you have stock or when can you have stock of this certain color, this certain trim level? So there was that. Uh, but then there was the questions like, okay, what's the WLTP range versus what's the actual range? Uh, mm-hmm. And we've talked about that before on the show. I've seen people walking around with baby chairs and booster seats to see, again, the 2.4 children. Will it fit in the back of these cars? And there's actually guys going around with their babysit, catching, uh, seeing if it'll fit into all the different shapes and sizes of EVs that we had there in the day. Uh, people were asking about residual values or used car prices. People were asking about warranty uh, and were surprised that, you know what, the average across the industry is seven, eight years. And so, again, they're hearing it down the pub, they're seeing it on social media, but when you go up and you talk to the experts, you're getting the real answer. And it wasn't just about the cars. How do I finance the purchase with Bank of Ireland? How do I insure it with AXA Insurance? People coming up to AXA going, do you insure electric vehicles? And AXA's answer is, we insure all types of vehicles, whether they're electric or not. And so, again, people didn't realise you could do PCP or HB on electric vehicles. So things that we assume people know, but you know what? Mm. It's the non-pressure environment. It's not walking into a single showroom in a dealership where you, on the day you had nearly 25 of Ireland's leading automotive brands with over 50 electric vehicles. The perfect day out because you're not having to go to 25 different car showrooms. You could do it all in one hit. Yeah, one of the stats that I was really interested in from your exit surveys were that 38% of people uh, who went along owned an EV and 62% don't own an, an EV. So as you said at the top there, that curiosity is there. And while there are plenty of articles and hot takes and pieces like this in the media, I guess that people do want to find that they just want to, I suppose, scratch the itch of curiosity when it comes to EVs and seeing what does actually work for them. Because I think, you know, everybody comes at things from a different vantage point, right? So when you are reading an editorial or listening to a discussion like this, we all have our own vantage points. So people are definitely EV curious. Yeah, and it was like colleagues and, and the team on the morning were like, Derek, this is just going to be your fan club. People <laughs> who watch your videos and who drive EVs and want a selfie with you. Uh, and thankfully, that wasn't the case. It was very much, uh, as you say, 62% of people who showed up on the day don't drive an EV, wanted to know the differences, if any. And it's getting to the stage where it's not just oh, that's an electric car, that's not an electric car, but it's just a car now. And very much like when there's people walking into a, a car show and it wasn't just cars. We had e-bikes as well there. We had uh, electric vans. We had scooters. So it was great. There was uh, lots of different mobility provisions all in the electric sense. Uh, we had go car there for renting an EV by the hour. Um, but yeah, it wasn't just all the EV heads together to pat themselves on the back and talk about how great they are. It was very much a, a, an audience that wanted to find out more, talk to the actual brands themselves. Um, yeah, it was really, really a great day of positivity 
of mm. real uh, of realistic questions and the correct answers is really what we wanted and get that education across. We didn't uh, we didn't want it to turn into a sales event. Lots of brands got test drive inquiries and we ran test drives on the day. Lots of brands took orders on the day and that wasn't the intention of the show. But if somebody wants to buy a car, I even had an email in saying, uh, will there be special offers on the day? And there were if you purchased or you put an order in on the day, there was discounted prices or there was stuff thrown in, uh, which I didn't think wasn't go- was going to happen. But uh, there were real, real intent to find out more and to take the next step because people are looking at maybe not their next or they're in a certain vehicle at the moment. And again, with the exit survey, you can see when they're thinking about purchasing, whether it's 43% thinking about purchasing an EV in the next three to nine months, but 50% of the audience looking to purchase next year. Mm. 2025 is only around the corner. Sure, look and sure, listen. Um, let's just talk through some of the questions that people may have had because if you didn't make it along to the RDS, uh, you're probably frustrated that you missed the opportunity. But the, the question that you hit upon at the beginning there around the availability of EVs, because we know the COVID, uh, the war in Ukraine, and a whole host of other global issues have impacted supply chains in every different sector. Do we have EVs on demand now? Yes, well, not on demand, I wouldn't say, but very much so. There is a, 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 there's no problem with stock. There's no problem getting the car that you want to get. And like anything, dealerships around the country and brands in Ireland will have an element of having certain types of models and certain uh, quantities of, of those models. If Jess is looking for a certain colour with a certain trim, with an unusual battery size, it may be required to be manufactured to order from Germany or, or from further afield, etc. So, yeah. The stock issue, I don't think, is a problem anymore. Not like this. And, and even back in the beginning during pandemic, because of the uh, semiconductor shortage, uh, you were getting vehicles coming through without rear wipers. And so they were removing semiconductors in certain areas of the car that they felt that they could get a they could get away with. Whereas now those vehicles are coming to Ireland with a rear wiper on. And so or, or they might have heated seats now where they didn't have heated seats two years ago. So all of that kind of asking those types of questions and understanding what's the trim, what size of battery are we getting, what's the software version? Um, people are very educated and I'll hopefully take a bit of credit on that in the sense of whether it's reading articles or watching reviews um, an EV buyer seems to be a very educated buyer because it's a it's a it's a different type of uh, driving it's a different type of fueling plugging mm-hmm. it in rather than filling it up um, and so yeah those types of do you have availability when if I was to order one when will I get it uh, and manufacturers, you know, it's a manufacturer's dream when you have that audience in that in, in one location asking those types of questions. Um, the other question that I've been thinking about a little while about for a little while is, do you remember we were talking about the changes to the grant, the EV grant and so on? Has that impacted uh, EV orders and sales or did that come up as, as a issue or question for people on the weekend? We actually had SEAI as one of our panel discussions and they were on the stage. They're the government agency that hands out these grants. um, And they were saying that a lot of people, just the clarity behind the reduction in the grant, who's qualified for the grant with regards to the price of the vehicle, but also then the uptake and uh, the sales of electric vehicles is is not as fast as it was because I think we've gone past that early adopter. We're going into the early mass market. So there is mm-hmm. a bit more convincing on it and shows like ours last Saturday is definitely going to help that. Um, the industry was on a bit of a, a, a bit of a it felt that there was a lot of negative press out there. But when you when you walked in and you could see thousands of people in the room, 
it really gave them a jolt on the arm. So the the question was more so is the grant already off the price versus or do I take it off the retail price or the price that I see advertised on a billboard or in the newspaper or online? Um, and the SAI were saying usually the manufacturers, because the manufacturer deals with all that. So if Jess goes in and buys an electric car tomorrow, the price that you see is already minus the grant. Um, and to answer your question, I didn't hear anybody asking about uh, is the grant going to be increased or anything about the grant? People were just taking it as the price is the price. The industry mm. itself has been very smart with regards to putting in the, the lowest price it will be because of the grant. Um, and that the price you're actually going to pay, I suppose, in essence of what it is. Uh, and that's exactly what you want. And it's not like you pay and then they get the money back. It's actually it's all included with the uh, that the dealership will look after it for you. Uh, the other thing that I love the language around this on your survey. So 72% of people wanted to learn about battery range. There's no mention of range anxiety there. Uh, was that something that has been fully squashed? Because I know that you're sick of talking about it. I completely understand and empathise. But did that crop up? Or are people just asking the questions that I ask you every month of, you know, if I wanted to drive from Dublin to Mayo, how strategic would I need to be? That type of thing. Yeah, I don't use that anymore, Jess. It's range awareness. Is, oh, is oh sorry, chicken. Sorry. <laughs> um, thank you so much. And so range awareness is still a thing. Absolutely. But uh, we have presentations from Apple Green Electric, um, a charge point operator, and, and talking about how many chargers that they're planning on putting in around the country. We also have talks from Zevi, Zero Emission Vehicle Ireland, the government agency that's tasked with, do you know what? This is our roadmap and this is what we're going to do. And we had Efo Grady talking about uh, this is the major motorway network around the country and this is what we're going to have in place by this year, this many chargers. And so, again, that range awareness of, OK, if I buy an electric vehicle, 75, 85, 85% of the time, I'm going to be charging at home if I'm lucky enough to charge it at home. But if I do have to take that long journey down west or down south or up north, do you know what? If it's not there today, in the next six or 12 months, there's going to be these charging hubs along. So, again, answering the questions that people had about range awareness, but also how many charges are going in, what type of speeds of charges are going in. And then we had Michael McGrath from Zevi in the afternoon talking about, OK, Jess lives on a street without off-street parking or Jess lives in an apartment complex. What's going to happen there? And him being able to answer the questions of, do you know what? We're looking at neighborhood charging. We're looking at destination charging. There are grants in place already for the apartment charging as well. So, again, it's, it gave everybody a real sense of, OK, we're actually getting the answer now. And I know when these things are happening. Uh, and I'm the nerd, Jess, that has the alert set up across the country when planning permission goes in in a certain county council for EV charging hubs. But nobody needs that. But so on the day, we we're able to give it in bite sized, digestible chunks of information to say, if you're thinking about buying a car, you don't always have to go for the bigger battery because do you know mm -hmm. what? The four times a year that you travel down to Bamullet, there are charging hubs in Charlestown. There's another one being built in three months here. There's another one being built in 12 months here. And so everybody was like, oh, right, we now have the real information. So with the sense of enthusiasm that was palpable on social media from the event over the weekend and from the results that you have from your survey, why do you think there's so much cynicism and arched eyebrows when it comes to EVs in Ireland? 
I think it's definitely uh, people like to take a big stick out and pick a topic that they had no, no, a lot, don't know a lot about. And you know what? I'm going to stick my oar into it there and I'm going to cause trouble on social media and on whatever platform it is. And God love them, you know, and that's fine. But what I always say is come along on the day like people because it was a, thankfully a, a free to register event. People were like, oh, no, I wouldn't even take a free ticket off you. But a lot of people did take the free tickets and a lot of people showed up on the day. And uh, I was away recently with, with Patricia, my partner, and we were sitting in a pub and having some food and some drink. And there was three guys at the bar. And one of the guys was a high stool uh, professor. And mm-hmm. he started talking about EVs and all the rest of it. And Jess, my blood pressure was getting higher and higher and higher. And Patricia turned around to me and says, don't do it. Don't go over and do it. Don't do it. And I didn't. But do you know what? People are smart, people are educated, and as much as you hear all these stories going around and things being shared, the real information is out there if you go looking for it. Over 100,000 people in Ireland are driving electric at the moment and getting on with it. Ten years ago, people were getting around the country with a very limited charging network and getting on with it. And so for whatever reason, people and we had it through the pandemic as well. We had the misinformation. We had the disinformation. Uh, you were great as well, just with all your clarity around what was actually happening, whether it's with the app, whether it was what, what government was doing in a technology front. Um, and I'm facing those battles on a, on a daily basis. But do you know what? All I want to do is raise the awareness and the adoption of electric vehicles. EVs aren't for everybody, but for the vast majority of people, an EV would be perfect. And it doesn't have to be a new EV. It could be a used EV. And again, we had panels on the day talking about what you need to consider and what you need to ask when you're going for a, a used EV. There's some phenomenal value out there at the moment. Yeah, and like it goes without saying that there is plenty of great information up on nevo.ie you can also listen back to previous chats that myself and Derek have had over the years because we do talk about pretty much everything from reviews of different models to how to winterize and winterproof your EV to apps that might help you get more out of your battery everything is there just search for tech talk on the new stock app powered by GoLoud. Uh, Derek, congratulations on a huge success uh, in terms of this event. I can't wait to see what you do next and we will chat to you next month. Thanks, Jess. Now, when we come back here on News Talk, Cameron Hill will join me for this month's book club.